Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. How many times have you been scared in your life? Come on, admit it. Everybody has, especially when you were a small child. You know, the sound of thunder, a dark room, grown-ups arguing. I mean, you know, the list could go on and on, right? Well, if you're a parent, you can relate as you're experiencing these things with your children or possibly your grandchildren now, if you're getting, let's say, uh, more mature like me. Uh, That was one of the calming factors that you experienced growing up and that you can now pass on to your children. Many times it's simply things like, you know, you've experienced thunderstorms before and know what's behind the sound. So, you know, your parents calmed you down and now you can pass this on to your children. But in these situations, when fear is being manifested in any situation, the correct response will be an understanding that, you know, our God is bigger than that. Our God is bigger than any fear the devil can manifest in any form or fashion. Amen. Don't shut me down when I'm preaching good. Glory to God. Well, If you're trying to pass this type of godly wisdom down to your children or your grandchildren, I got some good news for you today. Our guest today is providing you an easy way to capture the attention of those younger members of the family and share them with godly wisdom and conquering of the fear. Michelle Medlock Adams and Ava Marie Everson have collaborated and written a great book titled, you guessed it, Our God is Bigger Than That. Amen. This book has stories of various farm animals becoming scared for various reasons, from being kicked by other animals by accident, all the way up to the young daughter of the father being scared of the dark. But in each instance, woven into the story is the continuing theme of our God is bigger than that. They use an easy remember stanza over and over to make it easier for young ones to remember, and which will help them in those situations when they do become scared. And I'll let even Marie share about that during the interview. Uh, unfortunately, Michelle, because of a personal situation, wasn't able to join us today. But help me welcome to the program, Eva Marie Everson. Hello. Eva, thank you for joining us today. I do thank appreciate you. it. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm, I, it's a pleasure to be here. Amen. Now, the first question I always have is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell <laughs> us in your own words, who is Eva Marie Everson? Oh, goodness. Well, uh, Southern born and bred. Uh, we, you know, we rear our children in the South. We raise our cattle. And uh, I moved to Florida with my husband and our youngest daughter in 1992, I believe it was. And my joke is I've been a prisoner of war here ever since because we have <laughs> seasons here. And, uh, and and yet, you know, I, I do love Florida. Um, I jest, I kid. Um, but um, started uh, a former nurse. Uh, you and I were talking earlier, also uh, formerly in law enforcement. My father was um, uh, pretty big in the state of Georgia in law enforcement. And um, then when I came to Florida, um, circumstances just opened up and started writing, something I'd always wanted to do. 
And uh, so now I am the CEO of Word Weavers International, which is an international group of writers who are iron sharpening iron, as the scripture tells us. Um, the director of Florida Christian Writers Conference. Uh, my 44th book came out just yesterday, I believe it was. Um, and uh, um, I'm a wife, a mother, grandmother, which is even better than being a mother. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and, yes. If we could have had grandkids first, we would have. <laughs> <laughs> They're the best. They're the best. Yeah. Um, and But this is my first, my first book uh, that is for children. And uh, this has been a, a very interesting um, journey for Amen. me. Amen. What brought you and Michelle together to write this book? How are you connected? Well, Michelle and I met in 2003 at a writer's conference. Uh, we were both on faculty. And it was one of those things that I'm about 13 years older than Michelle, but yet it, it was almost like we were sisters. It, we connected immediately. Um, we seemed to laugh a lot. We had a lot of things in common right down to dates. Mm. Uh, like, you know, like this particular date was my granddaughter's birthday and her mother's birthday, or this particular date was, you know, uh, my, my mother died right around mother's day. Her mother died right around mother's day, that kind of thing. So it, it, it was just uncanny. The, the similarities we had in our lives. So we just became really good friends. Uh, every time we could, we would, you know, get together, um, especially during writers' conferences. We'd kind of set aside some time just, you know, for the two of us. She's predominantly a children's book writer. She also has some nonfiction as well. But I'm predominantly a Southern fiction writer, and I have some nonfiction book as well, no children's books. Uh, several years ago, um, Michelle, Michelle's oldest daughter, was pregnant with their first grandchild, their first child, and Michelle and and uh, Jeff's first grandchild. Um, there were some complications uh, right at delivery, and uh, unfortunately, Jeff was not there with Michelle because his mother was actively getting ready to, you know, to walk into her heavenly rest. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a, there's a lovely way that Michelle puts it, and I can't I can't remember. I guess you could say she was actively dying, um, but we we all knew where she was going. But Jeff needed to be with her. Michelle needed to be with their daughter. And so Michelle is getting all this medical jargon thrown at her. She's by herself in the hall. And, and then the doctors walk away and she just kind of slides down the wall because she can't process everything that's being said to her. So she called me uh, knowing that I was a former nurse. And she said, here's what they're telling me. Let me see if I can remember exactly what they're saying, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, um, Michelle, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. This is not good. Um, this is actually kind of bad. However, I do want to remind you that our God is bigger than that. Mm -hmm. Amen. So whatever it is that's going on right now, because by this point, Abby had had the baby and the baby was in NICU and mama was in ICU. Uh, I said, whatever it is that's going on, God's got it. He did not wake up this morning and say, wow, didn't see that one coming. Mm -hmm. He knew it was coming. He has, he is protecting you. He is protecting Abby. He is protecting baby bear. He is with Jeff and his mother. God has got this. And I just want you to know that. And so when the family was able to gather with Michelle at the hospital, she would say, but Eva says, our God is bigger than that. And that kind of became their mantra. 
And so yeah. later on, she said, you know, this would be a great children's book. And we just started working on it together. And I mean, we really, it, it took us a couple of three years to do it. I think, I think Bear is like five or six now. So <laughs> um, we, but, but understanding that, that fear is natural. Mm-hmm. Um, we have natural fears that we should have. Yeah. Uh, if, you know, you stand in yeah. the middle of the road and on, on uh, we were talking about uh, Interstate 95 just a, a little while ago, you stand in the middle of 95, you should be afraid because you're yeah. probably going to get hit. Uh, but then there are other things that we don't need to be afraid of. So the natural fear prepares us for, you know, what we should and should not do. Uh, but at the same time, fear can become overwhelming, and especially in this day and time for children. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So that's where the concept for the book came from was mm-hmm. personal experience. Then. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Big people get scared too, you know? That's right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. What what can we learn from the farm animals in your book? Well, the we decided to to use farm animals and then to end with uh with the daughter of the farmer. Um and there were there were some deliberate choices in that it it wasn't mama coming in. It was her earthly father, it was representative of her heavenly father for children. And, and the thing is, is we understand that there will be a lot of children who will read this who will not have their fathers for one reason or another. Um, they will not have a, an earthly father figure in their life, whether it's their biological father or or anyone else. But we want them to know that there is a heavenly father who does watch out for them. Now, for some of the farm animals, there there are natural fears. So the kitten is afraid of the dog, mm-hmm. you know, because they're quote natural enemies. Now we we know that that's not always true. Dogs do not always attack cats. Sometimes cats attack dogs. <laughs> um, so, but the but that is a that is a natural fear. Uh, the little the little mouse we call it a mouselet is afraid of the cat. Okay, this is kind of the circle of life. Um, but then, for example, the little baby calf is afraid of the flies. Mm-hmm. Bit him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's got he's had a negative experience with said flies. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and there are other things like the puppy, the dog is afraid of the horses in the stall because he's afraid one might kick him. So it it's it, it very much reminds me of when one of my girls was younger, uh, she would say things like, but what if such and such happens? And I'd say, but what if it doesn't? Yeah. You know, yeah. so I mean you're you're putting fear where it doesn't even belong at this point. You are afraid of something that may or may not even happen. Yeah. Well, that's Amen. the same thing with the dog. So all of these things that the farm animals experience are things that children experience. There is that natural fear. Don't run in the house with scissors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't run out in the road. Uh, look both ways. You know, we teach children this. But then there are the fears of what if no one likes me? You know, uh, what if I, I what if I don't like school? Mm-hmm. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, that's not a natural fear. And then, of course, most children, I think, are afraid of the dark. Mm-hmm. It's the unknown. What What's there? We don't know. And uh, Michelle and I had a wonderful conversation with a, a ther- you know, a, a woman who was a, a doctor of, of psychology, specifically with children. And, you know, there is always that great fear of the unknown for children. 
what if something happens to my mom or my dad? Mm-hmm. So uh, Michelle talks about that in some of our our YouTube interviews that that we did with each other before the book came out. That because her parents were older when they had her, uh, her fear was always that her parents would die before she was even grown. Now it didn't happen, but that was a natural fear for her to have. And yet she was she was putting that fear in a place that may or may not happen. So we chose the dark because we know so many children are afraid of the dark, but but then we allowed the farmer to remind her through the repeater line that goes all through the book that God is bigger than that. Amen. Amen. What will what will the children who read your book or have the book read to them, because maybe they're too young, yes. what will they learn from the stories about dealing with fear? Um, I think it's just simply to put it, put that fear where it belongs. Uh, first of all, the the farm animals are reminded that that mama's not far away, but also that if mama's eyes are not on you, God's eyes are on you. Mm. So you can you can rest in that. Um, it's also a great opportunity. The, the way we laid this book out is we want moms and dads or grandparents or aunts, uncles. You know, the the neighbor who watches your child, whoever it is, you know, somebody you just, you know, I just, oh, I just love these kids so much. Um, there's a little girl down the street. As soon as these books came in, I, I ran a copy to her because she's too, she's too adorable and she's almost too adorable. And so, you know, I wanted her to have this book. Um, but it's that, you know, there might be things in life that happen, uh, but God is still in control. And we wrote it with with uh, a word to uh, to the parents in the in the opening to show them that this is how you can read this to your child and talk about it with your child. And notice that the little girl told her father that she was scared of the dark. Mm. So whatever it is that you're afraid of, you can tell mommy, you can tell daddy, you can tell. Mimi or Papa, you know, Grandma, Granddaddy, you can tell us. And then we can talk that through because the animal told Mama and Mama talked it through. Amen. The animal told Daddy and Daddy talked it through. Amen. 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 That is good. So is your book, say, kid tested and parent approved? In other words, <laughs> how's the how's the feedback you've received so far? So far, the feedback has been incredible. In fact, uh, Michelle and I are stunned. <laughs> we are, you know, it's it's it, because when you just blurt out something and then you go, that would make a good children's book. And then you start working on it and and putting it all together. Um, the fact that it's been out now for a month uh, because it came out about the middle of July of 2022, it's been out for a month. It has maintained number one at Amazon. Wow. In several categories for this entire month. That has just stunned us. Amen. Word of mouth, the the emails that we're already getting, um, the the you know, messages that we're getting through in-game press, who is the publisher of, you know, this is such an excellent way to talk to my child about fear. I don't think that by and large, we talk to children about fear. What are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. When this when this book, when I was working on this book, I have um, 
a nine-year-old grandson. And I think at the time, during this part of it, he was probably around eight years old. And, and I just thought, you know, this is probably a question that doesn't get asked a lot. So, you know, we'll ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? What is your favorite color? What do you like to do? What is your favorite book? What is your favorite TV show? But we don't say, what are you afraid of? And so I just asked him, what are you afraid of? And he said, the dark. Just like children. And I said, what are you afraid of in the dark? I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't know what's there. I said, okay, do me a favor, close your eyes. And he closed his eyes and I said, is it dark? What you see right now, is it all dark? And he says, yes. And I said, what do you see in the dark? He said, I don't see anything. I said, nothing. Right. And I said, you can't be afraid of nothing. And he opened his eyes and he smiled at me, you know, and he's like, I, don't, I didn't realize that, you know, there's nothing there. So don't be afraid of the nothings in your life. You know, oh, man. it was a great opportunity just for us to yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So what's the mantra that's repeated throughout the book? God's greater than your greatest fear. He knows just where you're at. No matter what you face in life, our God is bigger than that. Amen. Amen. And that's repeated through every story, right? Yes. Yes. With every mama (laughs) and then Papa at the end. Amen. So uh, the feedback you've received are have children memorized that or parents memorized it to share with their children? I, you know, I, I think so. And and that's one of the things that we were hoping is that children would learn that because they, they will hear it so many times. And as you know, I mean, the book itself is just gorgeous. Um, the colors, the animals, they're, the whole thing is just inviting for children so we hope that this will be one of those books that a child will say, read that book to me again, read that book to me again, or we'll begin to read it themselves. And yeah. at some point we'll be old enough to read the note to the parents and the, um, I'm, I'm trying to think what, what Michelle calls it. Um, I'm going to have to look the story behind the story. Uh, and that's a note from directly from Michelle as to where this came from. But, yeah. you know, at the at the very end of the book, we talk to parents about, you know, the stories of David and Goliath and mm-hmm. other stories like, you know, the biblical stories. So now you can, as you're reading biblical stories with your children, look at that and say, you know, do you think David was afraid? Do you think there was even a modicum of fear within David? Um, or any of the other stories that required courage to to walk through and to carry on. But whose hand are you holding and who is holding your hand? Yeah, yeah. David's out there thinking, my God's big. That giant's big, but my God's bigger than that. Bigger than that. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even need this. You know, I don't need King Saul. And he was a big man. Yeah. You know? know that king Saul was head and shoulders bigger than everybody else in israel so he's got this huge armor and david is like i don't need this i can't in fact i can't do what i gotta do in this yeah i've it's just gotta be me god a slingshot and five stones yeah that's it amen amen Amen. And, and only one of them was for goliath i think the other five were for the other people in case they came down from the well mountain. actually <laughs> if, uh, as a as an old testament theologian if you keep studying you will find five oh, brothers four brothers that's right, that's that's right. right. yeah i wasn't so i wasn't going to mention that case somebody one. didn't realize that but, yeah yeah, yeah. Amen. david yeah. was like you know we maybe we don't know maybe he said 
How many of them are there? You know, well, he's yeah. got four brothers. I got five stones. <laughs> Amen. 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 Yeah, so, no fear, just stones. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Why why do you think parents are drawn to the stories in the book as well as the children? Well, I think because um farm animals. I mean, there's just you know, it's not like clowns. <laughs> clowns are <laughs> kind of scary. Thank you, Stephen King, for that. Uh, yeah. but farm animals and especially you know, like I said, the 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 artist did such a great job with making the farm animals seem so approachable and um and just like almost personable. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I think I've seen that cow, <laughs> you know. Um, and you know, we don't like mice in our house, of course, but uh, you know, you you want mice here and there, you know. So of course we gotta have the mice and then when we were, was that okay? Well, a dog, a baby dog is a puppy and a baby cat is a kitten. And I can still see we were sitting on the floor at a writer's conference in Michelle's, in Michelle's room. And, uh, and she looks up at me and she says, what is a baby mouse? And I, I'm like, a mouselet? And so we started laughing. Well, this little mouselet in the book is so scared that it has uh, like a flower, like flower petals, you know, on its head to hide. Well, it makes it adorable. Now, I don't want a mouse in my house. I can promise you that. <laughs> but these little mice are cute, you know. <laughs> so I think that it's that that between the characters, the 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 human characters and then the animal characters, that they're just they're so cute. They're so approachable. And and there's always this opportunity to say, you know, do you see the kitten? Do you see the mouselet? You know, do you see yeah. the puppy? And that kind of thing. Because as as they go along, like you, at first it's just the puppy and the farmer, and then the cat and the kitten see the puppy, and the kitten is afraid of the puppy. But then you go to the next page, and now you've got the puppy and the kitten and the cat and the farmer. And, you know, now it's the cat and the kitten and you keep going. And now it's the cat and the kitten and the puppy and the farmer and the mouse and the mouselet. And now you've got all of them plus the cow and the calf. So you just kind of start seeing this unity mm. out the pages where you can say, you know, as the mother. So we're now now where's the mouse? Yeah. Now where's the mouselet? See, the mouselet is no longer like I'm, I'm looking at this picture right here. And the mouselet no longer has the flower petals on its head because it's not afraid anymore. Ah, okay. Yeah. Amen. 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 So what's the next project? Do you have a follow-on book coming out? Is is this the beginning of a series? We do. We do. I said to Michelle, uh, we just came back from the Christian Product Expo, and uh, I was was coming back and I was thinking, um, you know, when I was a little girl, I always wanted to be a writer, but uh, I actually had a teacher tell me I couldn't do it. Mm. And so that's why I did not go into writing as a profession, even though I, everything it, everything was about writing for me. I, I loved reading. I loved writing. I you know journaled. I, I wrote short stories and that kind of thing. But this teacher said, you can't do that. And so I, I took that to heart. And I was just thinking, well, you know, finally, I turned 65 this year. I finally get to be what I wanted, what I wanted to be when I grew up. You know, it took me, took me a while. Um, then I just got to thinking about those little farm animals again and about how children 
think about what it is they want to be when they grow up, but then wonder, will I ever get to be that? I was thinking about when I was a little girl uh, back in the 60s, early 60s. My mother, of course, was a homemaker, like so many mothers were back in those days. You know, that that was that was my mother's profession, was raising her children, yeah. being a, a wife and a mother. But I can remember the times when one of her friends would knock on the door and say, you know, do you have some time? Do you have a minute? And my mother would put on the coffee and they would sit and drink coffee and talk about whatever was going on. And I remember watching them and thinking, will I ever get to be an adult and drink coffee? <laughs> and and now of course I do I get to do that but I think children do they think those things like will I ever get to be who God wanted me to be will I ever get to do what I see my father doing or you know my mother doing and that kind of thing and just so I I just started kind of working that through in my brain and and then I you know God God sees you bigger than that Mm-hmm. So I threw that out at Michelle and I said, so what do you think about this? You know, children are always wondering what it's going to be like when I finally grow up. And unfortunately, today, children are being forced to grow up so much sooner than they should. Yeah. Probably saying that yeah. three times fast. They are yeah. growing up so much sooner than they should. <laughs> um, but to give them this opportunity to know that God already sees what they will be when they grow up. And so they don't have to worry about that. Does that mm-hmm. about you? But I, I, I even remember being in high school and, and like being in junior year and stressing over that whole, I, I don't know what to do from here. Yeah. I don't know where to go to college. I, I don't know what, I, I don't know what to study. I, it's just huge question. What if I make a mistake in this? Yeah. And not knowing that, you know, really God already had it. And even if I messed it up <laughs> with my little crooked path, he would make it straight. And he Amen. did. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It just took a little longer. Just took a little longer to get where I always knew I was supposed to be. <laughs> That's right. Amen. Amen. So I, I love this book, though. I mean, it is so needful in a time where a society, you know, our society seems to be ripping our children's childhood from them. You know, and, and just continue to instill a sense of fear in their lives. You know, yes. Wear your mask when you go outside. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I believe this book is going to be used by God to help many, many families, adults, as well as children, come to the realization that no matter what, our yeah. God is bigger than that. He's bigger than that. And, and, you know, nothing happens that God does not have control over. Amen. Amen. That may someone... be difficult at times to understand when you're a child. Like, oh, yeah. Some adults have a hard time with it. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, well, why did that, if God is in control, why did that happen? happen? There's, there's nothing outside of his control. And the thing is, is we know that not every child's life is idyllic. Mm -hmm. We know that children, there are children who may read this book who are going to be traumatized at some point. There are children who are going to lose a loved one, a mother or a father. Uh, There are children who will face illnesses. There are children, uh, you know, goodness. I mean, one of the uh, um, things that my husband and I support is St. Jude. Mm -hmm. Children. And, and, And even today for children who are walking into public schools, um, and being faced with some of the things that are in school books today, I, I you know, I just had 
a friend bring me like this was my kid's school book. Oh, my gosh. I cannot imagine this. But but even children that are dealing with being bullied and things like that, we know that they're out there. Mm-hmm. We want them to know that God sees them. Yeah. And and again, take it to your parents or take it to a trusted adult. Yeah. If you don't have parents that have or that are everything God meant for them to be, and we know they're out there. Um, because you and I both, we, we were talking earlier, we we both have history in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. There are some people out there that should should not even have a puppy, much less a child. Right. Um, exactly. So find a find a parent or a, a parent figure that you can trust Amen. to them. Amen. How can someone obtain a copy of this great book? Is it on Amazon? It is on Amazon. It is in bookstores. Uh, it, it is, you know, Walmart and Target and Barnes and Noble and, and all those places in game press, of course, that that's our publisher. Um, but if you go to a bookstore and you ask for it and they say, we don't have it, they will order it for you. And, uh, and we, we always encourage that, of course. Amen. Amen. If someone wanted to reach out to the two of you, you and Michelle, uh, for more information, maybe to do an interview like this, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? Well, um, my, my website is, and, and pay attention here, Eva Marie Everson author.com. Not just evamarieeverson.com. Unfortunately, I have a name squatter. I've done my research. Uh-oh. The only Eva Marie Everson in the world. And yet this person decided to take my name and talk about juicing and buying furniture. That's not me. I'm not, you're not ever going to catch me juicing. I'm sorry. I just don't do that. <laughs> I'll drink juice, but I won't juice it. Um, and uh, and then for Michelle, michellemedlockadams.com. I believe that's correct. Um I just I just know how to text her. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that you know uh like that or you can go to endgamepress.com and reach out and you know I'd like to send a note to Eva Marie and Michelle, Michelle Eva Marie um and just let us know if you've gotten the book, if you've read the book, if, how your child has responded, how what you think of it. We're pretty thrilled with it. Amen. I'll put links to all this down in the show notes Thank below. You. Folks, this book is an absolute must-have for parents, for grandparents. I mean, you grandparents, you need to get copies of this book to keep in your home for when the grandkids come over. And parents and grandparents should get copies for Christmas gifts for the young ones. I mean, at the time of this recording, we're about to enter the Christmas season. And this book, Our God is Bigger Than That, would make great gifts. Yes. So I'd recommend purchasing, you know, two, three or more copies to, to give to the nursery at church and, you know, the youngsters in Sunday school and the next door neighbor who has a young child. Be a sower of the word by purchasing and sewing this book. Amen. I want to yeah, thank you. I like that. Yeah. Amen. I want to thank well, you. You know, a lot of uh, baby showers now. Oh, yeah. They're doing, you know, let's go ahead and get the baby's library set up. Yeah. Amen. There you go. That's a great idea. So I want to thank you for taking the time to to join us on the program today. I do appreciate it. Absolutely. Amen. Folks, we are all out of time for today. Uh, For Ava Marie Everson, this is Pastor Bob reminding you that no matter what, no matter what Satan throws your way, remember, our God is bigger than that. And be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. 
With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.